ring the alarms and sound the sirens. Traveler is galloping once again. The USC Trojans have just landed a commitment from local five-star corner, Damani Jackson. Welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast for this bonus episode during the early signing period. I'm your host, Blair Angulo, joined by national recruiting analyst, Greg Biggins. And Greg, this is a repeat for Damani Jackson. He had initially been committed to USC before flirting with Alabama and Michigan. How was Lincoln Riley able to get this multi-sport star for modern day high school back into the fold? You know, honestly, a lot of credit, and we've talked about this a lot, a lot of credit should probably go to that support staff. You know, guys like Mondo Hawkins and Marshall Charrington, and those guys kept a lot of these elite recruits kind of warm while they're trying to search for a head coach. Lincoln came in, and obviously, I, I talked to Damani that day, and, and he, he was excited. You know, at that point in time, but he had to say, I'll be honest, he was all Alabama at that time still. You know, he, he said Lincoln's going to turn things around. You know, then he went and met them, met him, did visits, did a, you know, a couple on campus unofficials. And I got the sense that, you know, he liked it, but he was still Bama. And then I think the big thing for USC, you know, was the news of Dante. You know, he's coming back and he's going to be part of that staff. And there was no player-coach relationship that I've seen in this cycle that's tighter than Domani with Dante. It's, 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 it's crazy how close those two are. And it goes back to like eighth grade when Dante was recruiting him at, at previous stops. Oregon, obviously, and I think even before he got to Oregon, he might have already been recruiting Domani. So they're super tight. And uh, like I said, I think that's what put him over the top. You know, he was a strong heavy lean to Bama. In fact, I even put it in my article where he was essentially a silent commitment to Bama until about a week ago. And that's when we started to hear about, you know, Dante's going to come back in some capacity. And uh, and that pushed USC over the top. They're already making a, a push. I think he likes the idea of being kind of a, you know, a hometown hero coming in kind of rebuilding that USC brand and that image, being able to come in and play right away for a coach now that he loves, that he's comfortable with. He likes that defense. Alex Grinch has said, hey, we're, we're a press man defense. You're going to be at the line of scrimmage, you know, and get your hands on guys. And if you know Damani, Dem- Dem- he's a really physical, aggressive kid. Man. He loves to, to play that style. So I think all of those things, kind of like a perfect storm, allowed USC to kind of keep the local boy home. We recorded on this podcast previously the impact of Damani Jackson backing off his initial commitment to USC. And I was going to suggest that maybe we just uh, replay that audio in reverse, right? So that, you know, <laughs> like it never happened, like it never happened. But obviously, th- this is super big for USC because from a recruiting standpoint, it, it shows that there is still a lot of belief in the premier West Coast prospect to go to Los Angeles and play for that program. And, and all they're really looking for is maybe an excuse or a glimmer of hope. We saw that earlier this week with the commitment of, of Zion Branch, who did so on, on Wednesday. Uh, he's a, another elite defensive back from Bishop Gorman. And I, and I think once these players start to see other big-time players believing in, in, a, in a movement or realizing that they could build something together, I mean, this, this could be the start of that foundation that Lincoln Riley has been talking about. Yeah, no, their 2023 class is going to be huge, right? You mentioned Zion. I think we both think Zach is probably leading there. Mikhail Lemon is already committed. Malachi Nelson is already committed. I mean, there's some elite tight ends that are looking at them seriously. I think they have a really good chance to finish off 22 pretty strong. C.J. Williams, I think, is a strong lead. He's going to announce at the All-American Bowl. I think, like you said, 
and I've, and I've tried to describe this before, you know, when it comes to Southern California players, and we'll even extend that out a little bit to, you know, other parts of the West region, a lot of these guys, but especially in Southern California, they start off with USC as their number one school. So if you're USC, you're already in pole position. You know, when you, when you start out a recruitment, you know, USC is already in first place. And a lot of that is because the parents or the aunt, uncle, the cousin, you know, they all grew up in an era where USC football was what it's, you know, that was what it was all about out here. And then so you can go from first to fourth if you don't produce on the field or if you have lazy recruiting or if, you know, a number of reasons, right? But you start off in the best position and all you need to do is just maintain. And so if USC just has so many inherent advantages with so many of these kids, they want to go there. And if you just recruit them hard and you win and you produce on the field, they're going to have major, major results. And we're already seeing it right now with 22 and the 23s. Greg, before we go, I, I did want to ask you about the potential for maybe immediate impact out of Damani Jackson. So many years now, I feel like we've been talking about USC five-star prospects or, or those highly regarded players, maybe not meeting expectations. You know, I, I think from a defensive back standpoint, you could kind of point to a, a Dory Jackson or even, even a Biggie Marshall who was drafted as maybe the defensive backs that in a retrospect standpoint kind of lived up to what we expected them coming out of high school what what do you expect out of Damani once he arrives in LA I mean he's probably one of the most gifted athletes that they've ever recruited in, in the sense of you know it may not be as like quick twitch change of direction like a Dory was but in terms of straight line speed I truly believe this and you know me I, you know I love track he ran a 10-2-5 last year after only competing in six meets over the last two years. And even in last year, you know, he hurt his hamstring and, and missed two weeks of training and still went out around a 10 2 5. And if you watch him run, it's just all raw power. He doesn't even know what he's doing just yet. And just imagine, I mean, this is a guy on it. I honestly believe this. He could be an Olympic sprinter, you know, if he had Zion Branch's dad, Sheva, training him. Like he is that gifted. And so then you you have that straight line speed on a body that's ridiculous. I mean, he's 6'1, 6'1 and a half, 195 pounds, like 4% body fat. Uh, you know, we had him on our freaks list that Andrew Ivans did. And talk about a kid who was was doing protein shakes when he was like three years old. And his dad was telling me, like that was, you know, him and his him and his wife Melon, that, that's their passion. And so Damani was doing, you know, he was doing a push-up pull-up program when he was like five and doing and ripping ripping like 10 pull-ups. I can't do 10 pull-ups right now. So the guy is a freak athletically. In terms of his corner ability, I, I do think he needs to improve in terms of just his, his short area uh, quickness and change direction. I think sometimes he can get a little stuck. You know, his hips need to loosen up a little bit. Honestly, I wouldn't hate the idea of him actually moving to safety and kind of playing him with like a hybrid uh, rover role between a corner and a safety, a Mika Fitzpatrick type of role where he could be a first round pick and, and an all pro and all that. But, you know, he is a gifted athlete who competes hard. He's tough. He, he's physical. He'll come up and, and knock you out in the run game. I mean, he is a tough kid with a lot of tools. USC getting a very versatile defensive back in five-star corner, Damani Jackson. Greg, thank you so much for joining us to break it all down. Always fun, Blair. All right, that is Greg Biggins. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg Biggins and follow all his work over at 247sports.com. For Greg and our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. <laughs>